Welcome to 1202, the Human Factors Podcast. The podcast that covers all things about humans, technology, and particularly the bit in between. With your host, Barry Kirby. And welcome to this new episode of the Human Factors Podcast uh, with me, your host, Barry Kirby. I'd like to say firstly, thank you to all the people who've got in touch with us over the uh, past couple of weeks um, over email, asking various questions about um, human factors recruitment and, and how they would get on in the defence sector. So thank you very much for them contact and hopefully the contact the emails you've had back um, answer your questions. If not, just do feel free to get in touch again. This time for we're going to be uh, coming back to a topic that we have touched once before. Talking about CPD, but as the CPD um, bracket has just opened again for 2020, we're going to look at CPD, what we should be doing in 2020, and how we're going to try and achieve them. So, as we all know, CPD is a requirement for any chartered organisation. Um, we focus on the CIEHF, the Chartered Institute of Ergonomics and Human Factors, but is relevant to any chartered person, no matter what um, organisation you are from, it's part of the charter. I will point out just before we begin that um, none of what you're about to hear is the official view of the CIEHF, despite the, both of my guests both being um, very eminent members of the organisation and myself. Um, but um, this is very much our own opinion. Um, I think that gets me off any legal hook whatsoever. Um, so I'd like to introduce my two guests um, for, for this podcast. One of them you, you've heard before, and, and that is Martin Thody. Martin, welcome. Thank you very much. And we've got a, a new victim, sorry, stroke, witness, stroke, uh, whatever we want to call them, um, and that is Julia Clark. Hello, Julia. So, just to start off with Martin, um, in the role of CPD, uh, what is your role within the Institute when it comes to this? Okay, well, as you said, Barry, I, I've done one of these before, so you're familiar with my, um, with my work history, uh, but my role within... Uh, regarding um, CPD is that I sit on the um, Chartered Institute of Ergonomics and Human Factors Professional Affairs Board and on there I have the role of being responsible for CPD for the Institute. So I'm a CPD lead within the organisation. Cool, that's fantastic, thank you. Um, Julia, you're new meat. Um, <laughs> If you give us a bit on an idea, what, what, what is it you do at the moment and how did you get to where you are now? <laughs> Sorry, I'm, I'm still reeling from being called an eminent member of the, oh. <laughs> of the Institute. We're very free uh, with uh, compliments around here. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, so I work at BAE Systems in the Human Factors team and um, I've uh, come there through a, a route that's not quite your average route into human factors, but my background's predominantly in healthcare. I'm... I worked in the NHS my whole career before I came to BAE. Um, so I, I trained as a nurse originally and did that for many years before I got into roles in terms of like service improvement and then into improving patient safety. And I think it was through that work in patient safety particularly that I became really interested in understanding medical error and sort of came to learn about human factors that way. Um, but I think I've got a particular interest in CPD because as part of my nurse training, we are taught almost from day one uh, to consider how we reflect on our practice and how we learn from our experiences. So we uh, go through um, a process of learning a lot about reflective writing of logbooks and and it's sort of a compulsory um condition of your registration as a nurse. So. See, I find that really fascinating because 
certainly when I got into looking at chartership and things like that in um, in all of that side of things, yeah, yeah, you know, you have to keep a log, you have to keep that sort of thing. But I don't think I've ever seen, in en- certainly in engineering side, a really good driver in how to write, um, I guess, a, a record that is truly useful to you and actually reflecting on what you've done. So it's interesting to see that in other areas that they do really push that type of thing. So do you think that that is, I mean, I guess the obvious answer is yes before I ask the question, but do you find it a really useful thing to do? Now, is it, I don't know, is it cathartic in a way? Is it... Um, what, <laughs> yeah. what, what do you think you personally get from it? Um, yeah, I think it is quite cathartic. I think particularly in nursing, when you're, well, it, you know, when you're training, you come across a lot of kind of novel situations that can be quite emotionally challenging and stressful. And the requirement to have to keep logbooks, particularly as a student nurse, so every single placement you went to, you had your competency document that had to be completed, but you also had to complete um, a learning logbook and both got submitted and marked together after every placement. So what they were looking for was that you were coping emotionally and, and how you are managing those situations as well as how you were learning clinically and professionally as well. That's really interesting. I mean, that sounds like something that we should be learning a lot more from in, in our professions in order to make that happen. Um, before we get into the, into the, the main questions, um, I guess it's worth pointing out why we brought this, uh, this eminent audience together. Um, so as we sort of briefly touched on right at the start, there is... There is a set process within the Chart Institute of how CPD is, is done. Um, people do their CPD through the year. That then gets closed off in December. The people's account, uh, people's records are then anonymised. And we have a bunch of volunteers who will then go and look at that CPD. And they're really looking to see, um, you know, have the answer to main questions of what have you done, why have you done it, what have you learned from it, and what will you take going forward. And that was it, isn't it? I haven't missed anything. That'll do. Um, something around that anyway. Um, and so from that perspective, both uh, me and Julia, we are the, um, I guess, the front line of, of, of the defence. Um, we get to um, see the CPD in the immediate in the immediate term. And we, we're the ones who, um, amongst um, a pool of other people, um, get to review the CPD and pass our comments back and either pass it or ask for more information and, and help with that final determination. Martin, you seem to get it easier than everybody else, that, um, that your role is slightly different. Um, it, it is slightly different, but being a CPD lead needs to have some perks attached to it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, my, my, my role is to, um, with regarding the assessment, is to, I'm kind of kept on the subs bench, as it were, and if there are any... Um, uh, what do we call them, contentious or, or questionable submissions that the two independent assessors um, of that individual's CPD cannot agree on, um, then those are gathered together after the whole of the assessment process is, is finished and then a, a small committee of us sit and we discuss those and go through those individually and then we make a decision um, on whether or not that CPD is acceptable or not. And of course the consequences of the CPD not being acceptable is that individuals will lose their chartership status. So it's quite a significant um, decision that's being made there because it affects you know, whether or not an individual can continue to call themselves chartered and that might have you know, connotations for their, their career and, and, their, and their jobs. So. It does put it into perspective, doesn't it, when all we're asking for... So 
the requirement for the, the Institute is to have five articles or five records of things you've done through, through the year, um, done in a, you know, in a significant manner that you can actually go through, you can explain everything that you um, have done and what you've learned, and then three elements of the forward plan. So it does, when you look at the consequence of what could happen if you don't get it right, um, it is interesting that, um, you know, that we, that actually, the, you could argue that the requirement is really quite low um, for what it is. Um, so before we get into the main questions, I guess the other legal disclaimer, um, that anything that we talk about, we do sort of try and come up with some examples of, of what we can, what we do like and what we don't like. None of these examples are, we're not reading out anybody's CPD at this point. Um, all the, any examples that we do say are uh, anonymized and I guess hypothesized to a certain extent. Um, but if it does sound like your CPD and it's him, we're suggesting it's not the way to be going, then maybe you just need to reflect on yourself. Um, or if, if, you, if it sounds like you're a good example of CPD, then um, well done. Um, so I guess just to get, get into the main thing, I, let's start off with an easy one. What, what is CPD, Julia? Um, well, CPD is really just... It can be any activity as long as you are drawing the benefit of the learning from it. So um, it could be going formal training, conferences, those kind of events, um, which are often the ones that people tend to fall back on. Um, but it could be anything. It could be something you've, you've read. It could be a conversation that you've had with a colleague. It could be something completely unrelated to your work. As long as you have seen something some kind of application in there that could benefit you um, and your professional practice. So a good example is um, a colleague of ours, um, she was um, having a new kitchen fitted and so went through a whole process of looking at the design of a kitchen and looking at the layout and making up a little mock-up of the kitchen island out of cardboard <laughs> and, um, and really having to think quite hard about what tasks she does in the kitchen and what space she have and you know what how she could set it all up she even kind of hadn't used link analysis for a long time so she ended up doing like a bit of a link analysis of what she was doing in the kitchen um and that was just something that she didn't put it in her cpd record but she totally oh, could have i'd have loved to have read that I, one. and, and I, did say, I did say that to her actually i said if i had been assessing your record and i had seen that i just my heart would have sang i just would have Absolutely. thought that was brilliant you'd have, that'd been one of the bit where you would have put like the gold star on it, the it really uh, would have because ultimately it is really just it's like whatever the learning is it's about how is it developing you as a practitioner um, and what impact is it having on you in, ter in terms of going forward? How has it changed your thinking or how has it changed your practice? I mean, Martin, what do you think about the idea of sort of, I guess, negative CPD? So I've seen uh, a couple of examples where people have been to something and then actually there's a one-line statement at the end of it saying, well, I won't do that again because it was awful, I didn't like it. And negative CPD in a way can be just as valuable as, as, as positive CPD because they still will have learned something from it. They're, they're getting under, an understanding of, 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 where, of where their capability, where their knowledge set is. And if they come to a conference and they haven't learned anything or they come to a seminar and not learn anything, then, then that will help, helps them um, sort of baseline where they are. Um, and, you know, when, when any of us go to 
to a conference, and I'll certainly speak from my own experience, I've been to conferences where you go and sit and listen to a paper which you're expecting to be very interesting and, and you are going to learn something, and unfortunately it doesn't turn out that way. Yeah. Um, and I think this comes back to what, what Julia was saying just now, that you know, CPD can be, can, be, can be anything, it can be a whole range of things, um, but you know, people do tend to, you know, as, again as Julia said, to fall back on those more significant things like a conference or a formal training course and, and just think that by the very nature of attendance that's good CPD, when in fact it doesn't necessarily make that good CPD. But if you are, if you go and you're prepared to record the fact that you didn't learn anything from it, then that still is has, has value um, because you've recognised that you haven't learned anything from that, yeah. um, and then you can move forward from there. One of the interesting things I've seen um, some people do, and I think it's quite useful, is also to re be recording almost life events as well to a certain extent. So you you have a job change or something like that. No, it's also, it's obviously not going to be a a CPD record in its own right, but actually when you read the um, you know the 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 years chronology, you you should be able to see a step change in or a step change in attitude or something like that. So there, I think there is value in recording them sort of events as well. So influences. Um, I don't think, like I said, I don't think that counts as one one of your five, but it's um, it, it it should be there. I think to um, allow you to go forward as much as anything else. Um, and to be a best record almost anything. Do you think there's anything that you you wouldn't record? Is there anything in there that you just think is you're just um, you're just joking around for the politer way of putting it? Or do you think um, um, is, is, if you think it's worth putting in there, does that almost make it valid to put in there? Um, I would say I've seen some things in um, CPD records and forward plans that have felt like a bit of a cop-out. So, for example, putting in your forward plan that you are going to record your CPD next um, year. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> Definitely feels like uh, a bit of a cop-out. Um, and I think, yeah, if, if you're just going to write that you went to a conference but not say really any more about it other than the sort of quite... Ambiguous statements like so, it enhanced my knowledge, and it, it, it refreshed it, my learning. <laughs> <laughs> it, that tells me nothing as an assessor about what you have gained from the experience, what you've learned, and how that has developed you as a practitioner. So it, it kind of goes back to what we were saying um, earlier, isn't it? It's the five records is not much in the grand scheme of things. It's not a it's not a, a big requirement. So if we can't be um, pushing some of that forward and actually spend a little bit of effort. So I guess to put it in context, five records once every, um, that's it, nearly once every other month. You know, that it's, it's not a lot in the grand scheme of things. Um, but it is one of these things that when you get to the end of the year, if you haven't done it, then it becomes a, a mountain. And it's so easy to look from your ivory tower and say, well, you should be doing it all the time. But I think that is true. Even if you're just going and putting notes in about about what you're doing then you can go back and fill it later because i think that's what we all do um i mean obviously we talked about how um how to do you know what what is cpd but who actually benefits from it do you think it's wider than just the individual oh it's, it's certainly wider than just the individual i mean there's a lot of focus quite quite rightly on the individual it's you know, individuals record their own cpd it's a it's a story if you like about it's their story for their year of what they've gathered 
Um, but, but one of the things that I really like to see and I would really encourage um, is, is when people record the fact that they have uh, mentored somebody and shared their experience with somebody else or when somebody has delivered a, a conference paper or, or you know, delivered a, a, a webinar or a seminar, that's them actually giving back and that's definitely mm -hmm. should be recorded as CPD. The individual will probably learn something and get some benefit from doing that activity themselves anyway. But for me, the real benefit there is that that knowledge is being shared and that overall CPD, the collective CPD, is increasing. And really, that's, that's where I would, as I say, really encourage the whole of the, the professional body to, to look to, to be developing. So develop the whole, the whole of the discipline. Cool. I've got. Can I add to that? No, I mean, you can't. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, I would definitely agree with that, and I think that there is a wider cultural benefit to to CPD. If you know, if you are someone who does it regularly and talks about it and encourages other people to do it, I think you know you've got the real potential to be a role model for lifelong learning. Mm -hmm. um, and having come you know, my sort of safety hat on where, you know, having dealt in the past with people who feel that because they're competent that they're infallible. Yeah. Um, yes. And actually recognising that, you know, there is always something to be learned um, and having a bit more self-awareness of your emotional responses in certain situations um, and what you've still got to learn and how you, and also how you keep the job interesting and keep your passion for it alive over time. Um, CPD has a really important role to play in all of that. Um, and I think this ties into what you were saying earlier too, is that if you are recording CPD but also look at so writing your CPD in a way that has that self-awareness about emotional responses and how you feel about things that are happening and how you feel about situations, how you felt at the time, how you feel about it afterwards. All of that is what drives your empathy for other people who are yeah. experiencing the same situations as you. So whether it be a particularly challenging project, whether it be that you've had to deal with some quite major conflict with colleagues or in a workplace situation, all of that can give you some empathy in terms of how you manage new starters in your organisation and new starters in your team, people who are more junior than yourself and people that you're mentoring. Um, how you manage those situations, I feel like you can empathise a lot better and and mentor people better if you've got that experience and that self-awareness yourself. That's really cool. I mean, I guess from a very <clears throat> selfish perspective as well, the what I do quite like about it is at the end of the year, if you can look back and see what CPD you've done, because um, this is where I do think the real value in doing a bit every day or a bit every month, whatever works. Because if you just put in a note saying, I went to this course, I did this, and then with a name to fill it out later, you do get to amass it actually quite quickly. Mm. Um, but also you, get, you can read it back and go, well, actually, I've, I've done all of that. Whereas if you leave it all to the end, and you're just trying to cram in right, I do five events, which your best events might have been in January, and you've forgotten them. Um, so actually, I think there's it gives you that a uh, good feeling of self self worth as well because you you know actually I, I did this and I didn't have to force that either. Um, it was all legit. Um, I think a lot of people feel like that, and I'm sure I'm, I 
think you'll agree with this, Martin, is um, a lot of people feel like that when they do their logbooks for um, mm, to, to yeah. get their membership status. You know, they often feel like, oh, well, I don't know if I've done enough and I'd, I haven't really done very much or I've done a lot of this kind of work or I've done a lot of human-computer interaction stuff but I haven't done much of anything else. That actually, once they start really sitting down and thinking about it and making a list of all the bits of work that they've done in the project, they actually look back at the logbook at the end of it and think... Flipping heck, I've done quite a lot actually. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and that comes back to to your um, you know, your your comment a little bit earlier there about if if you're doing good CPD and it gives you that empathy and enables you to be a good mentor, that's where your mentor in your during the application process provides their real value mm-hmm. um, because they do recognise um, you know that an individual might say, well, I've only, I've only been doing one one aspect. And then you sit down with them, you actually start to talk to them about what they've done and, and the mentor is able to draw out those other things. And, in, and you know, through the good mentoring, and, and they only get that through that empathy, is you, know, you end up with very good submissions, whether that be for CPD or for a, a logbook application. And it is very rewarding to sit there when you finished it and think, well, yes, I did actually do that. And interestingly, with the, the CPD that we've just finished, and there's been people in the office that have not been selected to have their CPD assessed. And where one might think that, that they would be quite pleased about that, some of them were actually quite disappointed yeah. because they felt like they'd put in a lot of work and they had they were effectively very proud of the CPD they'd done over the year and nobody was going to see it. They weren't going to get any feedback on it. Um, so that, to me, is a really good sign that people are taking it seriously and they are attaching a lot of personal value and worth to, to the activity, which is exactly where we wanted to get. So, so somebody said that to me as well, so I said, okay, publish. <laughs> no, put it on there, the web, or put it on your Facebook or something, we'll, we'll quite happily review that. Yeah, they weren't keen. But, um, but no, I think, I think that, is a, that is a really good point. And um, um, have you guys had yours assessed recently? Have you, have you in the past few years? Oh, yeah. you're, you're this year, aren't you? Yes. Yes, I got pulled out. I pulled out of the hat this year. Oh, so. did you pass? Yes. Good. Um, I do remember because it was only. Um, Phew. Yeah. <laughs> Um, when you first start with the institute, when you um, either first get chartership or whatever, you will more than likely get pulled the first couple of times, or certainly I did at the time. Um, I think it was the first two years and had it assessed, and it was one of them sort of things of going, "I'll be fine. I'll be cool because I, I did all I was meant to do." And then, but you're sitting there at the back going. But what if? What if they come back and say <laughs> say no? <laughs> say it's awful. It's really bad. So, I do think there is uh, when you go to conference and or just talking to people about CPD about you know why you you know did you produce um, long summaries, short summaries? How you did really helps everybody. Um, and Julia, I'm going to um, highlight some of the stuff you've done in terms of talking to the rest of the rest of the teams and stuff about how to do CPD. So you know, in terms of giving people examples and that type of thing. So. What does good CPD look like? What what should be in a good a good single CPD record? Um, so, I think primarily you want um, the main things that you want to see is you want to see a description of the activity, what you actually did. You want to see what you actually learned from from doing that activity. What was it that you actually was new or novel for you, um, or not, as the case may be. Um, <laughs> But more importantly, that it actually progresses on to think about what what does the so what what does this mean yeah. for me um, as a you know in terms of the future and in the way I think uh, the way I do a particular task or my job what 
as this whole activity, what is the impact? And I think that's the bit that people often leave out. I mean, we can talk about sort of the wider nice-to-haves around CPD as well, which is, you know, ideally across a year you want to see people not doing all one of all of the same kind yeah. of activities yes. that they're doing sort of having a bit of breadth in there there's a bit of um i think martin you were saying last the other week when we were talking about this about people having quite an outward looking approach to it sometimes not not 100 percent of it is all kind of internal in my team doing my own thing yeah. um because that can be quite isolated you really want to be getting some external influences in there as well um, and for me as you probably guessed from the comments I've made so far <laughs> what I really like to see is that there's an attempt to understand self as well or you know the more you know, um, emotional aspects of learning um, if uh, if possible so what do you what do you mean by that because I've got to admit that's probably one of the things I would um, I do strongly struggle with mm. Um, I don't know whether it's just being an engineer or, or that type of thing. You know, we, we're just not wired that way. But how do you mean about what, how do you like to see the emotion reflected in, in the CPD? Um, well, if I just sort of jump back a bit to where I was talking about having learned sort of reflective writing yeah. as part of my nurse training, um, we were taught to use a reflective model to, to guide that okay. um, and we were introduced to a couple um, one of it being one being Gibbs reflective cycle there was another one by Chris Johns um, framework for guided reflection you got like, but, a, like a bit of name dropping there but it you? was you know that's a little more detailed but okay. in terms of a simplistic model where if anyone was unsure about how to go about writing some good CPD then actually just just go online, have a look at Gibbs Reflective Cycle, and it's just got a series of prompt questions that, um, and they just think about each of those questions in relation to the activity that they've been doing, and it will just asks for basically a description of what happened or what you did, um, and then it asks what feelings were involved in that, how did you feel at the time, what were you thinking, what were you feeling... Um, what was good and bad about the experience, having a bit of an evaluation about the experience itself, and then applying some kind of analysis to that as to um, what sense, now that that experience is over, what sense are you making of what happened? Why do you think it happened? You know, um, you know why do you think you felt the way you did? Yeah. Um, and then coming to some kind of conclusion of that. So, you know... Is there anything that you could have done a bit differently? Um, could somebody else involved have done something differently? What, how, what would you do differently next time? What's the action for going forward? What have you learned from this? How would you behave differently should a same situation happen again? Or you know, if you were faced with um, the same kind of learning opportunity, is there anything that would be done differently? Um, so obviously that sounds quite detailed and, you know, CPD entries don't all have to be massively detailed. But I do think that people might find that a helpful guide if they were struggling to think about how could I improve the quality of the 
of the reflection that I'm putting into this. And so by the sounds of, if you use something like that, then you'll gain, gain more out of it yourself. So that seems worthwhile. And if I remember to do so before I publish it, I will do that Google search and put the uh, any links I find into the description of this podcast. Yeah. I've seen some examples where people basically describe the day job. What is the difference between CPD, so doing something developing, and the day job? Um, well, the, we, we, we all do our day job. Um, well, some, 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 <laughs> some more than others, but let's assume that we all, we all do our, our day job. Um, and, yeah, we, we still learn from doing our day job, mm-hmm. but there's not much sort of what I would call... Um, real drive or effort involved in that even if we're doing our day job to a very high standard mm-hmm. um, it's it's not quite the same as doing active CPD yeah and I, I think one of one of the um, dichotomies of, of, of CPD in the way is it's structured the fact that we you know we've set a, 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 a minimum of five entries and three things in the forward plan it could come across as it's you know is a process we have to go through to, to, you know, it's just a functional requirement effectively of maintaining our chartered status. That's one way to look at it. But another way to look at it is, uh, this might sound a bit a bit crass, but it's almost a gift that you can give to yourself in terms of this lifelong learning, which you mentioned earlier, Julia. And if those people that really embrace the idea of lifelong learning, they look out for opportunities to, to learn and develop. And... Again, for me, when I see a good CPD entry, it, it or or it, it covers the things that you've spoken about um, so eloquently, Julia. But it also comes across to me that they are wanting to do it. Um, right. Yeah. That it's not because they have to do it; it's because they want to do it. And and I think it's just a different mindset. Um, I think it's also one of the things I like when people write good quality ones is. I guess I see it as one of my little perks as being being a volunteer and reviewing these things that I can steal other people's ideas. Uh, you can look at what some people have done and said, oh, actually, I fancy doing some of that next year. Um, I can find some, some people's being very, very inspirational um, about how to try different things. So I guess we've all, we all, all three of us get into this idea about how we review people's CPD, and I guess we all do it in, in different ways. Um, I guess for my own example, I tend to, I get, I get the list. Um, and we normally get them in, in batches of five or ten um, uh, between us all. And I'll look at them through the week. So without writing anything down at all, I just go through, read through them, maybe read through them a couple of times. And then I'll get on a, um, say, sometime the weekend, um, normally a really big cup of coffee, um, and then start going through commenting on, on people's, um, in the, pre, sort of the predefined format, because we all have a, um, almost a questionnaire to fill out on, on everybody's CPD. How do you do yours, Julia? When 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 you're come, when you're come to review somebody's CPD, do yeah. do you have a sort of a set process that you go through when you review people's? Um, not really. I think I just tend to obviously read the whole thing in a one first, just okay. to kind of get an overall sense of um, the kind of approach they've that the individual has taken. Also, because I think it's helpful when if people have done more than the required five entries then you can be a little more lenient um, in how you um, approach the maybe a couple of entries that might be a bit shorter or might not have a lot of detail in them you know if you can see that they've also got 
you know a good number of, of detailed ones further along then you're not going to be overly concerned about the fact they might have a couple of ones that seem a little scant on detail so I just try to get a, a sense of the whole submission first and then like I was saying with each one you're looking for you know evidence of, of like I was saying before those those key things around what did you do what did you learn and what's the impact and like I said a lot of people miss out the impact yeah. um, guilty <laughs> and then like I was saying you know some of those extra um, more things that I feel are more reflective yeah. um, ones um, those then tend to really stand out um, if they've got that additional detail in them um, I think sometimes you can look and you think, oh, well, it looks like a, a you know, a fairly decent length entry, but actually a lot of that description is often describing the activity. Yes. Um, and yeah. then maybe just a line at the end that just says, oh, this um, refreshed my knowledge because yeah. I hadn't done this for three years or something. Um, and doesn't really tell you much about what they've learned or the impact of that. So, um, yeah, I think that's... I, I do find that if, if in the record they've written, uh, the activity was, da, 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 what I learned was, da, 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 da. so then you can easily sort of scan through mm. and see them keywords quite quickly. Yeah, um, I tried really to, yeah, to put little subheadings in mine. <laughs> <laughs> I don't imagine yours being like a lot of big long essays. Of, well, um, one or two are, but um, I think that's usually because if I... Like a good example is one of, I know, at least one of my entries for this year. I felt a bit sorry for the person who had to assess it because <laughs> um, it was after um, one activity and I'd had quite a lot to, in my head about um, this particular um, activity that we'd done as a team. Mm -hmm. And so I had a lot going on in my head and I came out of it and I thought, I'm just going to get all of this down. <laughs> and I just started typing. <laughs> just <laughs> And then before I knew it, I had like probably a whole side of A4. <laughs> um, and really, it was, again, it was this whole thing about it being quite a cathartic experience because yeah. it's, you know, there was a lot going on emotionally um, as a result of that um, team event that we did. So we kind of just got it all out and this is like, this is how it made me feel and I blah, blah, blah. And... I just sort of copied and pasted it into uh, my record and then I didn't get time right at the end of the year to tidy everything up. <laughs> so, you know, there's a top tip for about filling it in as you go yeah. because I still had a, you know, a f my CPD entry was fine as it was, but I hadn't had time to go in and actually tidy it up. And uh, had I done that, I would have probably quite massively reduced that into, yeah, yeah. Its, yeah. into its key um, parts. But... Uh, yeah, I ended up waffling and yeah. <laughs> it ended up being so that, a very, very long submission that was unedited for some poor person who had to read it. I'll say that the, the amount of description, I think, is, is an important one to hit because actually, in many ways, I don't know how you feel, but I almost don't care what the what the activity was. Um, you could just have one line and say, I attended a conference or whatever it is. or it's, It is that bit about what have you got out of it. Yeah. I've seen too many, if I'm honest, of that will describe each paper or each presentation they've seen. Um, well, actually, doesn't that doesn't do anything for me. So you, you saw some presentations, wow. And then, like I say, right at the end, and I improved my knowledge. Um, 
it just doesn't do anything. So I think you're right. There is a, something about less is more when it comes to the actual activity. Mm. Martin, when you're re- reviewing somebody's CBD, um, is the key things that you're looking for is, or anything that helps you um, make a decision quicker? Well, well, I, I'm as I said right at the beginning, I, I review um, in a slightly different, so different you, you way. You review the hard ones. I, I review the, yeah, the, the hard ones. Um, you know, when, when two assessors review a, an individual's um, CPD, they either both accept it or they both reject it, and they're they're the easy ones. They're they're dealt yeah. with, but it's the ones where the potentially the two assessors don't agree. Um, so, but I will go through a similar initial process in that I I will just review the CPD um, as though I, it was the first time I'd seen it, and without try and remove myself from the knowledge that that it's a contentious one, and just review it in its own on its own merits, and then. Uh, and, th- and then, of course, I will then have to refer to the comments made by both assessors, and they may or they should be picking out specific concerns or issues with that CPD, and then that's where I will focus in and um, come up with with a dare I say a judgment. Yeah. Um, and and but then that is is then brought to the table, and I and and we have this sort of little committee that meets and discusses that so i will do that um, sort of reviewing the cpd understanding what the assessor's comments are are and making that judgment in preparation of that discussion with the committee so i'm coming out from a slightly different perspective yeah but i'm still looking for the same things okay that's cool so i think we talked a lot about different things to have in there um there's the old adage of never mind the quality feel the width um it somebody does put loads of stuff into their um, into their CPD, then clearly that that's great. Um, does that if 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 somebody's putting in just loads of effectively waffle on lots of different records, how does that make you feel? Does that just put you off, or um... Um, it doesn't doesn't necessarily put me off? Um, it's more a case of you just have to go hunting. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like you say, you're still looking for the same things. You might just have to sift through a bit more to find them yeah um it's I, I do sometimes feel it's a shame if people have put a lot of detail in and made their entries quite long because it makes me wonder if in their heads they feel like they've put effort all this effort in and they've done a good job and so it's going to be fine and then actually you realize that amongst all of that it does it still doesn't hit mm, the mark it still doesn't in all of that detail, it still doesn't tell you what you need to know. It's really, and that's usually when it's focused a lot on what I did, rather than um, what I learned yeah. and how it's changed things. Yeah. And, and I think that's particularly the case where uh, people sort of revert to the, if you like, the safe, in, in their mind, the safe options of CPD. So, you know, they'll go to a conference, and as you said, Barry, they, mm. you, you know, they'll record. You know, you know, I saw this paper, and this paper, and this paper, and this paper. And they just basically, you know, re- repeat the the prospectus for the conference, or they do a training course, and then they'll just list the modules that they've done, um, as opposed to somebody that, um, you know, maybe had a conversation with somebody in the office, five minute conversation, but they had their own light bulb moment, and then so the the actual activity is very short and sweet, um, but then they're able to provide a lot of reflective learning on that and then talk about how that's going to make a difference in the future etc etc so I, I think again it comes down to to where people feel that they they are getting their cpd from um, and again that's something that on, on the professional affairs board 
when we were putting together the CPD guidance, and um, and now when you go online, there's you know there's a drop down menu for well, what was the CPD? Yeah. And 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 we had a lot of discussion about what we should be including in there as as examples, and um, it it started off with it all being very formal stuff like a conference, training course, giving a presentation, etc. Um, and through those discussions, we added in um, one in particular, which is um, was inspired by, as a result of a conversation with a colleague, we got that added in as an actual activity to just really to draw people's attention that that is a valid way. Yeah. And in and in many cases, it's a very valuable way of getting good CPD. It's true. Yeah. I don't think I've ever used that one yet, though. I'll, maybe I need to put that onto my forward plan to to try and be inspired by somebody to record his CPD. So. Obviously, it's easy to look at the the longer ones. What about short CPD records? How how low can you go? Um, again, it's 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 about again it's it's an old cliche, but it's about quality, not quantity. Yeah. Uh, absolutely, you, you know, you could get five. You know, somebody that does the minimum, i.e., five, and you can read it, and it's got all of the things that Julia's been talking about in that CPD, and you you look at it, and you know that they're actually a joy to read, mm-hmm. um, and as an assessor with with those that you know you know got five entries but they're they're well thought out and they cover a good range and they go outside of the day job you know i i learn stuff from that myself um and that in itself is i don't actually record that cpd um perhaps i should but you you can learn from from others, not not just what they've learned and, and what they're describing, but also how they've gone about their CPD. Um, you know, I, I've certainly learned much more about the reflective piece from looking at other people's CPD and, and trying to understand or seeing what's good and what's not so good. And and I probably have fallen very close to the not so good early on, but I I feel I've learned from that CPD. Mm. Cool. The I guess putting things on the spot a bit. What's the worst example? Obviously anonymized, mm-hmm. but what's the worst example of CPD that you've you've seen? What what have you what, what's made you die a little bit inside, Julia? Oh, gosh. <laughs> um, I don't think I could pick one that's been really awful, <laughs> but I think ones where you've got like I've talked about already, like where you've got whole submissions that maybe got six or seven entries. And they're all just, you know, a couple of lines. And then it just says, um, improved my general knowledge at the end of each one. Or right. refreshed my knowledge, um, enhanced my knowledge. That just makes me feel that there's there's been no attempt at all to yeah. even try and um, do some good CPD there. Um, I think if sometimes I think it's almost like the forward plans that that make me die inside a bit more than the CPD sometimes. Just before you continue, you, you asked it to yourself up for a later question here. So. Um, yeah. Okay. Martin, is there anything um, that you've read that you just, obviously anonymised, um, but can give us an example of something that you just thought was rubbish? Um no, nothing, nothing specific. Yeah, I mean, I have, but I, I, I can't really remember the specific ones. But again, they're very much as Julie's just described. Um, you know, went to a conference and learnt stuff. Well, 
yeah, that's telling telling me nothing apart mm. from the fact that you have actually probably got no benefit from that activity whatsoever. Yeah. Um, I guess from a couple that I've seen that are slightly more risque examples to a certain extent. One I've um, recall was a number of examples of just papers written. So I wrote a paper, and but three or four entries of that, and that's it. Thinking, yeah. well, let's go. Now, you know, to get a paper accepted by a conference is a big deal, and you have to do a lot of work to make it happen, or I, maybe that's just me. Um, but it was almost just a shame that you knew that, that how many how much effort they had to go through to do it, and yet they've just done it as a one-liner on one-liner in there, not reflected any of that comment. So I think some of them bits where, yes, you can, from our own experiences, we can draw on and know that what they've done is actually quite a significant achievement and, and whatever, but they just haven't bothered to reflect it. Um, and then the other one is almost where they're almost too important to do CPD, where we, where you can tell that they're maybe high up in a business or an organisation or something, and it's, it's quite clear by the, the, the sort of tone that they've used. Um, but the CPD itself is actually quite rubbish, um, but they're almost, almost trying to use their own um, personal weight there to to sort of say, actually, I don't, I don't need to do this rubbish anymore, which I think is really disappointing. Um, and they're the ones, they're the ones that I guess don't, they don't make me angry, but they make me quite sad because they're not helping themselves and they're not helping the profession. Um, but on that side, on the plus side, um, so how do you? On, we, we all do our own CPD. We don't just look at everybody else's. Martin, how do you record your CPD? How do you make sure that you get a good span across the year and, and well, that type I, of thing? I am, dare I say, fairly good at recording it as I go. Um, I usually just make a, a sort of bullet point notes. I, I used to keep them literally on post-it notes before we had the online submission throughout okay. the year. I used to yeah. have one post-it note per month. Um, and, and I just used to, you know, bullet point as I went through the year. And then I, did, I actually used to do it between Christmas and New Year used to actually write it up and submit it. So I did, in a way, leave it to the last minute to do the full records, um, but I was recording throughout the year. Now we've got the online system. Again, I'm only doing it in very short notes at this stage, but I've already made two CPD entries this year. And I'll be making making another one tomorrow because this is going down as CPD. Cool. Um, But it will just, you know, the one that I put in tomorrow will be um, join... Barry and Julia to do a podcast. That'll be yeah. enough. But yeah, keep my. I know we all advise it, but not everybody does it. But I highly recommend just keep a record throughout the year, um, and you can see where you're going then. And if if you've already done something that you think, oh, I'll, I'll, I'll do that. Um, I had it in my mind to do that this this year, and I can look back and say, well, I've actually already already done that. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I also then use that through the year to to tweak the plan. Um, you know, I put three entries in for my plan this year. I've already achieved one of those, um, so that doesn't mean I have to stop and just do two more. If I got opportunity to do a little bit more, yeah. then I can adapt my plan as I go. Julia, how do you, how do you make sure that you get your full breadth of CPD in? Um, well, I think uh, I've already said like, I, I do try to do it as I go along the year. Um, and obviously sometimes that means that <laughs> you end up with a bit of the unedited bits at the end of the year yeah. if I don't get in time to tidy tidy it up a bit. But at the same time, it's I think I don't worry too much about that because I just see it as 
you know you don't have to be a purist about it it's mm-hmm. you know it's not there as a work of art you know it's there to be a dynamic kind of thing that um that you are learning from as you go um so you know i'm not going to waste you know a huge amount of time kind of making things you know perfect yeah. um it's more important that you've you've got the record and you've got what you need out of it as a professional and as long as that's in a in a format that somebody else can appreciate and understand what you've the intent behind it and what you've what you've learned and etc then um i'm not maybe time wasted is not right word but maybe it's not necessary yeah. you know to 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 spend you know vast amounts of time making it you know um, perfect. I guess it, it's we've got to remember that the the only person who does truly benefit right at, right at the beginning is yourself. Mm. When you're writing it, you are the first you're the first customer of your own of your own work, and then as you alluded to earlier, Martin, then the rest of the profession does, but primarily it serves you yeah. um, rather than anybody else. So, just to look forward into twenty twenty, then it's going to be a long or twelve months and. Being um, good CPD practitioners, you've um, you've recorded your forward plans. What's the uh, what's all, what's in your forward plan for this year going uh, forward? In, in, in my forward plan, I had, had three three entries. Um, two of them were related to um, CPD from last year. Uh, I delivered a training course last year, and I got um, which was CPD in itself, and I got an awful lot from that. Um, but I had some I requested feedback from the participants of the training course. And I got some very honest and in, you know, critical um, feedback. Um, so in my plan this year, I'm going to upgrade um, and redevelop the training course. And then I'm going to get that submitted and accredited with the Institute. Because at the moment, it's, it's an unaccredited um, training mm-hmm. course. Yeah. So they're, they're the primary things on my, on my forward plan. Cool. Um, I've never had a course accredited before, so that in itself will be a learning experience for me. Yeah. Um, so. Cool. Julia? Um, off the top of my head, I can only remember two of my three, but um, <laughs> uh, definitely I haven't I haven't had a chance to do a, an awful lot of human reliability analysis before, so I've done a bit, but mm-hmm. not a lot. So um, I'm now kind of working... Um, in a part of the team where I'm going to get to do a lot more of that this year. So um, improving some technical competence around HRA is going to be a big thing for me this year. Cool. Um, and also just a more of an interest thing is uh, I'm, I'm really interested in doing a bit more in round accident and incident investigation, so, oh, which is kind of also fell out of one of my learning experiences from my CPD last year right? Okay. Um, around uh, doing a bit more to understand that would be great cool fantastic well I'd just like to take the opportunity to thank both Martin and Julia for um, joining us for this episode hopefully you all got something out of it in terms of what good CPD looks like how you could improve your CPD and really improving the methodology on, on what you um, on how you take it through the year but I guess fundamentally from our perspective what we're looking for in order to pass your CPD and and help you uh, develop in the future so thank you both very much been really uh, really interesting to talk uh, talk with you and um, and to everybody else, we shall hopefully see you um, for the next episode. 
Thank you for listening to 1202, the Human Factors Podcast. Please do get in touch with your thoughts, questions, and comments. You can contact us at www.barrykirby.co.uk and on Twitter at B-A-Z underscore K. See you next time. And remember, it's more than just common sense.